0: Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For Season 2, I'm focusing on energy and things that positively increase our energy. The heliotropic effect states that all living systems are inclined toward or attracted to that which is life-giving. So I'm inviting guests who provide this positive, life-giving energy for me. My guest today is Rebecca Craven. I met Rebecca when I was invited to do a positivity pilot with her team, which also included the Clifton Strength Finders assessment. I was drawn to Rebecca's intelligence and willingness to try the positivity exercises. You'll get to hear from Rebecca in a minute. The first thing that has brightened my day is it's harvest festival time. I love the fall. The leaves are changing, the apples are ready for pies and cider, and farms are opening up to visitors all around us. This past weekend, Aria and I met up with a friend of hers and her mom, and we headed to EZ Orchards for some fun. We went on the hay ride, got turned around in the corn maze, and <laughs> and picked out the best pumpkins from the pumpkin patch. And I lost my debit card. Uh Uh-oh. That didn't brighten my day, but that's not the end of the story. We had stopped for lunch, and I reached into my pocket to get my debit card, and it wasn't there. I gave myself a quick pat-down checking all my pockets, but it wasn't there. The other mom, Holly, covered my lunch while I frantically retraced my steps, trying to see where I dropped it. After a failed search, I dropped down next to them on the hay bale and cursed my fate. Someone overheard me and mentioned that the front gate had a lost and found. I had nothing to lose, so I went up to the cashier and asked if a card had been turned in. One had! It was my card. Someone had turned it in. The wave of relief that came over me almost took me to my knees. I wish I had known who that was who turned in my card. Never underestimate the kindness of strangers. And whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you for the good deed you did. The second thing that brightened my day was the apple cider donuts at the Harvest Festival. The line was very long, but as I was waiting, every now and then, a big blast of delicious smell from a fresh batch of donuts would waft down the line, giving us all renewed hope that there would still be donuts when we got to the front of the line. Mm -mm. I finally made it, and they were delicious. Aria and I gobbled up a donut and couldn't stop with just one, so we felt a little less guilty and shared another one. I discovered I'm like Goldilocks with apple cider donuts. I don't like them too hot. I don't like them too cold. But if they've sat out for just about an hour, they are just right. Mmm, tasty. Oh, and I also bought a jug of apple cider because I've heard if you put cold apple cider and ice in a blender, you get an amazing slushie. I think I'm going to try that one right now. The third thing that brightened my day was the face painting parlor. All the kids wanted to get their faces painted, so off we went. Aria and her friend wanted a heart with a rainbow. As we were waiting in line, Aria whispered to me that she thought she saw her kindergarten teacher ahead of us in the line. Since most of kindergarten was virtual and we'd only met her teacher once, I wasn't sure if it was her, but she kind of did look familiar. Aria was too shy to say anything. So as she was leaving, I said, excuse me, are you Miss Karaki? She said, yes, I am. And I said, do you remember Aria? And she got a big smile and Aria got a big smile and they had a nice little conversation. It was so cute to watch Aria sharing with her teacher. I'm so thankful Aria has had wonderful teachers who she remembers and looks forward to seeing when she does. And you know, here's a special shout out to all the teachers showing up and giving their time and energy and care to our children, young and adult children. You matter, and we are grateful for you every day. And because we knew you, we have been changed for good. My guest today is Rebecca Craven. Rebecca is a data architect and senior business analyst with Business Oregon. A career technologist and public servant, she has been working in the technology field for over 15 years and began her career in the startup tech world as a natural language model programmer building first-generation assistive virtual agents, some of which are still out there today. She is especially passionate about the intersection of privacy and technology in the public sector and how we can more effectively communicate with each other about big technology concepts and create higher levels of digital literacy. When not at work for the state, she also studies and teaches at Portland State University, where she is a PhD candidate in public affairs and policy. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me,
1: Lisa. Really happy to be here.
0: Before I ask you about the three things that have brightened your day, I'm really curious what an assistive virtual agent is or does. Can you explain that to me? Sure.
1: Uh, So assistive virtual agent is a really fancy way to say chatbot. Basically, for a few years, I I worked on some of the sort of early versions of Siri, if you will. Uh Um, But but little assistive agents on uh, websites that typically have FAQs. Uh, and instead of going to a flat FAQ page, you can uh, put in a question and interact with a virtual persona that I helped build.
0: Oh, my goodness. I love those chat bots. I didn't know they were called a chat bot nor an assistive virtual agent. So I'm going to sound really cool at the next cocktail party with that one. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a fun one to bust out.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that explanation. And also, I want to say congratulations on pursuing your Ph.D., The last time we chatted was around strength finders and I looked it up and learner and achiever are your top two strengths. So I can tell you're still going strong.
1: I remember our very first conversation was uh, about finder and you suggesting that I look into graduate school. And I said, well, let's have a conversation about that because it was a great segue into kind of getting to know each other better.
0: Well, I'm excited to hear it. Uh, Okay. So now I'm curious to hear what three things have brightened your day lately so
1: I uh, and I, I love that you invited me to be here um, because I think we've had a couple conversations about this I am not by nature a you know super optimistic and positive person mm-hmm. um, and uh, kind of a catastrophizer if you will I can always think of the, the things that can go wrong the most okay. um, so for me you know I look for little things that can kind of draw me back into reality and and, and make me focus on the things that are going well and And how to kind of bring that to the forefront of things. As a learner, um, as you just mentioned, I spend a lot of time learning, reading, watching, you know, TED Talks, listening to podcasts, trying to kind of learn my way into being a positive person. Mm -hmm. One of the things that resonated with me most recently is a uh, TED Talk that I saw by um, Ingrid Lee about joy and how color and whimsy kind of help bring joy into our working environments, our professional lives and our personal lives. I think that I've kind of embodied that without realizing I was doing it necessarily. So I will say the very first thing that I would mention that brings me joy is my uh, large collection of uh, different types and colors of pens um, that I use to make those highly analytical achiever uh, type to-do lists every morning. I love picking a color that resonates with me for that day and bringing that kind of uh, bit of additional Color and joy into even the most mundane tasks like making a to do list.
0: I love that. Okay. So I have to ask, what is the color for today?
1: Very bright green.
0: <laughs> that is so cool. So, full disclosure here, you did, you sent me the TED talk. And so I watched it before our conversation. And I love the idea of color and whimsy and Things that attracted us when we were children, that mm-hmm. helped us want to play, that engaged us, that made us want to be in that space. I, I love thinking about that, and I'm, I'm so curious what would happen if we could have some of those cubes in cube land, and if we could change the color of the cube wall, or if we could add some, you know, balls that are hanging from the ceiling in different colors, or put up a mural— have you done anything, I know you're you're working remotely right now, but have you done anything in your workspace to show this sense of play or whimsy or fun?
1: Yes. Uh, one of the first things I figured out that I needed to do for myself was once it became clear that we were going to be at home, I decided to kind of redo and restructure my office in part so that, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people do this, but when, you, uh, when you're on a lot of these Zoom calls and stuff and you can see yourself in the bottom corner, I wanted to be able to see things that resonated with me and that I, I recognized and, and had you know emotional connections to. Um, mm-hmm. So that even in hard meetings and things like that, I could see a picture of my family or I could see a book that was meaningful to me or, or a piece of art that I uh, enjoy. So I have uh, totally redone my office so that I have a piece of artwork that I made during the pandemic behind me. Um, I've arranged my books by color And I've added some additional kind of uh, things that really bring some pops in that that also have emotional attachments and connections for me.
0: We work in different agencies, so not very often, if ever, am I on a meeting with you? But I hope I am in the near future and that I can enjoy some of your background uh, color and art. And I also want to say, Rebecca, I love that you're honest and saying, you know what, I don't always want to see the good, or I don't always just naturally see that. And I think about what could go wrong. What is great about positivity is, sure, some of us have a little more of it than others, but it can be something that we learn, or we at least can grow and develop extra ability to be positive. It's not a fixed trait. So I want to commend you on wanting to, you know, take some time and, and make some choices that help grow positivity for you.
1: Yeah, And it's it's becoming so much easier with all of the, you know, content and things like that that people are putting out, including this podcast um, oh, about positivity you. that just, uh, you know, even for people like me who don't naturally have that proclivity towards optimism, you know, mm-hmm. we and positivity, I have a way to to go find other people that can, you know, at least get me into that mindset for a little bit.
0: Well, what's the second thing that's brightened your day?
1: So the second thing is related to uh, the first and kind of has a bit of a story related to COVID as well in it. I have a lovely little room in my home that I use as my home office, and it gets brilliant, fantastic sunlight for spring and summer, but turns into a dark little cave uh, for (laughs) most of the fall and winter. And so uh, last year, around this time, I realized I needed a floor lamp because the overhead light was going to drive me crazy if I had to have that on all the time for the entire fall and winter. Mm. And I had to go to Lowe's to get batteries. And while I was there, um, a lot of the Christmas decor was out already. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know what? Instead of getting a floor lamp, I see a very attractive hot pink Christmas tree over there. <laughs> um, I'm going to get that instead. And not only is it going to give me that pop of color and that bit of light that I need, but I bet that that is going to be a really fun thing to have in my background for a while uh, <laughs> and uh, will at least be a conversation starter. And it totally did that. I, I had a couple of um, standing meetings with some folks that always were really contentious and brought out a lot of you know, emotional reactions and things. The very first time I had those standing meetings with that Christmas tree in the background in the middle of October, people were giggling. Uh, it, it brought out all kinds of conversations. There was a lot of personal connecting happening. Um, it was kind of magical, honestly.
0: That is fantastic. So I have to ask, is it actual like the branches are hot pink or is it just lit with bright pink bulbs? It is hot pink tinsel. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. That is incredible. Yeah, it gives you
1: a lovely glow because it's kind of that sort of soft <laughs> pink light. And yeah, it's it's a great conversation starter. It is almost hot pink Christmas tree season because it's it's turning fall. So I, I need my big light source again. It's giving me joy just sitting next to me, but will be even more joyful once it is actually up and lit after this weekend.
0: It is giving me great joy just picturing it. And I'm sure it's even 10 times more interesting and exciting than what I even have in my mind. So Good for you. Okay. What's the third thing that's brightened your day?
1: I'm going to have to go back to my uh, favorite movie character, Elle Woods, with this one. Oh. Um, and uh, as she said, exercise makes people happy. My, my third thing that is brightening my day is that my husband and I have committed to a exercise program as part of the at-home uh, gym that we've set up. Um, and so I have my little bike that I go out and do 30 minutes on every day. And it gets my endorphins going and endorphins make you happy. So my third thing is that commitment to getting some blood pumping in the mornings and and getting that endorphin rush and uh, being able to, um, you know, share that with someone I love and bring that into uh, my professional life as well.
0: There is so much research around how exercise can help even more than therapy, than a lot of medications to just be able to exercise uh, the endorphins and how it cues in the <laughs> happiness traits. Uh, it's incredible. So, just humor me for a minute. I'm imagining that if L. Woods had an exercise bike, it would probably be bright pink, much like your Christmas tree. It would probably have a seat cover that was really like foo yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it would be like the the plush kind of of seat cover or it would have fringe or something on it. Um and then you would be working out in really bright, wonderful uh spandex tights. Yes. Is <laughs> <exactly. it's> my <laughs> image at all in the ballpark?
1: <laughs> yes, 100%. I do try to keep the color and vibrancy going wherever I'm at. That is definitely something that I have tried to incorporate into even a simple old exercise bike.
0: <laughs> I love it. This has been such a pleasure to get to talk to you and hear what has brightened your day. So thank you so much for taking time out of what I know is a very busy schedule to be a wonderful guest on my podcast. And thank you again for brightening my day.
1: Thank you, Lisa. I really enjoyed it. and I'm really looking forward to hearing more of your guests in the future.
0: Thank you for tuning in to brighten your day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at b at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production, and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song.